spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Maybe this will be my year indeed. Maybe this will be the month that the NRL comes back. 28th of May, it's been locked in, parentheses around the locked, but it's locked in and we're almost there, about 36 days away by my account. Welcome back to the fourth edition of the SC Talk uh, Lockdown Series podcast for season 2020. Uh, With me on the line, I've got a regular, uh, Benny G. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, Justin. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you, Nicholas. Uh, with us in our home studios, joined up by Remote Link, I've got a great friend of the show and a man that does a hilarious podcast of his own. Uh, welcome to the SC Talk podcast for the first time, Timmy Stanton. How are you, mate? I'm very well. Thank you very much for inviting me on. Hello, Benny G. Hey, Timmy. How are you? <laughs> Good, mate. Uh, if that's as good as the best man speech is going to be when Benny G has his wedding again. I yeah, can't wait for whenever it. Whenever that'll be. So, mention the podcast, Sporting Woods, uh, friends of the show. Mate, want to give a bit bit of a rundown on what you guys do, who you're all about? Well, that's the thing. We don't even know what we're about, I think. Uh, no, we just we provide a, an alternative take on all things sport, but we mainly focus on cricket and rugby league. We do throw in some American sport um, and anything else that's going on um, that's worth noting. Um, you know, we have lots of segments. We have an on the take segment. Um, uh, we have a trivia segment where guests uh, send in their questions to stump the boys. Um, and we also do um, uh, an homage to the Brownlow and the Dally M with a player of the year um, three, two, one point system as well. So we give them out, not based on performance per se, but pageantry. <laughs> One thing you did forget to mention there is Benny G's fantasy feedback. Well, uh, so Benny G provides his expert uh, super coach tips time and again, and he doesn't even get a shout out. What's doing? Well, because I was building to that, you, you cut me <laughs> off there. Um, You're getting used G, to that. Yeah. Well, we um, look. We're the podcast that gave Benny G his start. Um, you know, and and we've seen a me- meteoric rise. Um, who knows where? Um, Benny G will go. Where lots of contract negotiations over with Sporting Woods. I hope he was much easier to deal with uh, for the Supercoach Talk podcast. But um, yeah, we had a we had a tough time retaining his services for 2020. Don't be fighting over me, guys. Come on. Yeah, he's actually paying us for his airtime. So uh, thank you very much for your contribution <laughs> in these dark times, Benny G. That's Stitch it. I'm up. going to Ladies Who League. 
All that. How good. Well, I guess uh, to kick us off on this pod, it's going to be Tigers themed because obviously, Timmy, you're one of the biggest Tigers fanatics I've ever met. Uh, does, a day doesn't go by where you don't mention the 2005 grand final to us. Um, bit of a quick backstory on why you're a Tigers fan. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm a third generation Balmain slash West Tigers supporter. Uh, my grandfather grew up not far from Leichhardt Oval and um, I bleed black and gold, so I don't have a choice. I uh, routinely fly down for games at Leichhardt Oval, um, the eighth wonder of the world, and I recommend every uh, rugby league fan, if you haven't been to a game at Leichhardt Oval, probably not this year, but I do recommend everyone goes out to a Sunday afternoon game at Leichhardt Oval. Um, they break your heart every year. Um, it's, it's it's not easy to be a Tigers fan, but uh, we always show up because there's always next year. Well, are you guys ninth at the moment as well? I did read that correctly. Yes, but we're not going to delve into the ins and outs of the current standings. And those standings will remain uh, as it's come out this week. There was a bit of conjecture around whether or not the points from the first couple of rounds would actually stand in this whole revamped and uh, delayed competition of ours, but they have confirmed that points from the first two rounds will stand. So unfortunately, that means our favourite Queensland team, the Broncos, uh, keep their two undeserving wins. And, uh, well, Benny G, we uh, keep our two points, but uh, nevertheless, I'm sure we'll get there. Before we go on, I thought we'd give a bit of a shout out as well. Uh, We've done this for the last couple of podcasts. Um, If there's anyone out there um, on the side or who listens into the pod on Twitter or anything like that, um, that wants to give a a bit of a shout out to a local business, a business of their own or uh, a business that they're uh, passionate about, I'm more than happy to give you some airtime on the podcast, the site, Twitter, whatever it may be. So, Obviously, tough times for a lot of people out there and football might be the furthest thing from their minds. Um, So if there's anything that we can do to help, more than willing to do on the pod. Uh, So a bit of a rundown on what we're going to talk through tonight. So there's been obviously a fair bit of uh, movement this week in terms of the restart of the competition. Um, We'll go through a little bit in terms of how that might impact firstly the comp itself and then uh, what, if anything, it'll have on Supercoach implications. And then, as we've done on the last three podcasts, the good, bad, and the ugly for the West Tigers. So, um, I'm not sure if you guys followed yesterday, but uh, Peter Rugbeleg Volandis has come out and reassured fans everywhere that May 28 is the go-ahead. Uh, great news, am I right? Fantastic news, Justin. I can't bloody wait. <laughs> Because obviously, um, if anyone uh, wants to go give a bit of a listen into the Sporting Woods podcast, one that Tim did himself solo podcast about a month ago, when it all sort of broke, is quite an emotional one. Um, As funny as they can be, this one actually hit quite close to home, uh, just in terms of what rugby league means to everyone here, and I'm sure a lot of the people that listen. Um, So, Timmy, I'm sure you're more than anyone uh, delighted with this news. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, speaking purely from a f- fan's perspective, um, it's an excellent opportunity for the NRL and rugby league to uh, get back out there, and not only for Australia, but uh, in terms of worldwide recognition, it looks like they could be the first sort of high-ish profile league to come back uh, across the world 
Um, I think baseball's back in Korea, but let's be honest, you know, the NRL's obviously better. So, um, and just really weird things are happening. Greenberg's gone. Channel 9 doesn't want Rugby League to come back, despite that being the only thing that's keeping them afloat. Palaszczuk's not on board with sending the Queensland teams down to New South Wales as a recording. It There's still a lot to be sort of hashed out, but um, Mr. Rugby League is tripled down on May 28th, so... Uh, <laughs> he, he shot his shot. They've got no choice. Uh, now he's, he's left no room for, uh, for, you know, no leeway for himself. So it's, it's going to happen mm. one way or another. I think Darius also came out and said that there's no way he's going down to New South Wales to play. Is that correct? <laughs> Broncos fans everywhere rejoice. <laughs> he, was, he was actually pretty decent in those first two rounds. Mm. Retires on top, goes out a hero. Then, what's what's everything about? I hear this May twenty eighth day. I I heard a date like May twenty one. What was that date about? Were they thinking about coming back early, or is that the day that they're starting the camp down in New South Wales or something like that? I've got no idea, Timmy. Uh, anything? Oh, look, there's there's lots of dates being thrown around. I think the players are asking for at least two weeks of training. Um, mm. so we're, we're five weeks out. Um, there's, there's the two week forced quarantines are still enforced both, um, with domestic interstate travel and international travel. So, um, that means the Warriors, um, Broncos, Cowboys, Titans and Storm probably need to make the move in the next week or so, um, for all this to happen. Uh, it is, I, I believe it is quite dangerous if they don't give him a, at least a couple of weeks to get reaccustomed into the, you know, to the scheme of things and the contact. Um, because from a Supercoast perspective, I think injuries are going to be a huge part in the first sort of three weeks coming back uh, with the competition resuming. Well, that's it. They had a massive off-season there, came back for two weeks and then had to shelve themselves um, all over again. So uh, no gym access. They've all been sort of training on their own or in small groups. So it's going to be a massive um, sort of shift. But I guess everyone's in the same boat um, in a way outside of, say, the non-New South Wales teams. But even um, close enough to today, they were talking about potentially flying some of these Queensland teams and Melbourne in for the game and then back home again, which from a well-being perspective would be fantastic for them. Uh, the logistics of being able to cross the borders, whether you can do it in a private plane or uh, it would have to be commercial, who knows. But uh, there's a lot still to iron out. But at the end of the day, May 28th is the date we've got. It's the date they gave. It's the date they're sticking to. So May 28th, it's the date we're bloody having rugby league back. Come hell or high water. Uh, super coach in terms of what that's what this whole thing actually means and what the competition's going to look like uh still waiting to hear some of those details uh to come out from uh, the good team that look after super coach there tommy sangster and the guys uh, i would imagine if the competition shortened to say 20 rounds or so of which we've already had two whether that means that trades get shaved um did you boys make any in the first two rounds i think i saved maybe one or two so if you did save them all you're kind of in a you're kind of losing out there i guess if they do decide to shorten it i definitely made my trades i think i mentioned it on the last the last cowboys pod that we had on 
Uh, but yeah, I wasn't very happy about them. But yeah, hopefully that puts me in good stead. What about you, Timmy? I'm uh, trade free so far, and I believe topping you, Juzzy T. Oh, uh, I'd have to check shooting that count, there, champion. Oh. I don't know. I'm shooting my shot. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm if anyone ad lib on the air. If you've listened to me in this podcast uh, at all over the last year, you'd know that's not really a claim to fame. But, uh, but yeah, so it's going to be a very interesting time for Supercoaches in terms of what you do from a tactical perspective, whether they just give everyone two trades every round and we just forget about the whole saving them and um, even trying to get a team on the field come May 28th. Like, who knows who's actually going to be there? So Darius Boyd owners are just biting their nails, hoping he comes to a uh, comes to the right decision and makes it down there. But, um, yeah, still a lot of water to go under the bridge, but I can feel the rumblings. Like, I feel like we're almost over that little hump there. It's Rugby league's going to be back on TV. Restrictions are getting lifted. Like, it's all good, hey? Benny G's going to get married and that best man speech is going to go ahead. Yes. <laughs> it will happen. It will happen one day. One day. Well, you'll have almost a year to write this thing, Timmy. There's going to be absolute drum roll. Like the suspense will be killing me just to hear uh, what you've come up with. But yeah. uh, we should record it. We should record it for this very pod. Well, I just need to fact check because I know we're a very – uh, stat-based, stat-heavy podcast here at uh, Supercoach Talk. I'm 14 points behind. No, I lie. Seven <laughs> points behind. Juggy T and the basket spray-ins. I just wanted to uh, get that correct. I don't want to be yeah. making um, allegations and false accusations here on such a reputable podcast. Thank you very much for recognising our consummate professionalism, mate. I appreciate the uh, correction there. But, yeah, uh, I don't know how you're seven points behind. I had a very ordinary first round. but uh, Thanks, mate. Gosh. <laughs> we'll get there. It's a uh, marathon, not a sprint, although it's a sort of half marathon this year. But uh, nonetheless, let's get into the West's Tigers, hey? So, Timmy, you're probably more, well, definitely more in the know than Benny G and I. In terms of uh, movements since the shutdown's gone on, been a couple of big uh, plays at Tigerland. Do you want to talk us through maybe some of the bigger ones, the Billy Walters and the Harry Grants? Yeah, well, we'll let's start with the, the history maker, um, Harry Grant and the Paul Momorowski trade. Um, persistent rumors over the entire offseason. Uh, then it was uh, uh, trade talks broke down over, I think, maybe $10,000 uh, from the Melbourne cap. Uh, shock me. And um, they finally got to pull it off. Uh, towards the end, but um, with the with the play of Billy Walters in the first couple of rounds, um, I really don't know how they're going to play this one. Um, Jakey Little is progressing quite well from all reports with the ACL, uh, so question marks at hooker towards the back end of the season. Um, I'm not too sure what's going to happen at the hooker spot from a football perspective, let alone a super coach perspective. And the, the big one is um, Luke Brooks should be right, I believe, with his hamstring injury um, and should just slot straight back in. What that means for the makeup of the side, I'm, I'm not sure because we did have a lot of new faces and only two games to see um, how they would all 
fit together. So lots of question marks uh, for the Tigers, um, both football and super coach perspectives. Mm. I mean, I would love to see what the Lay Lewis have been up to over the off se- well, half off season that it has been. Um, what's weight levels? What's the um, body fat percentage at? Have mm. they been hitting the tackle bags? Like, have you got any insight into what they've been doing over this little break? Well, hopefully they've blocked Madge from their uh, phone because uh, I think Madge would be on to them three times a day, making sure they're in the gym and getting their heads right and all sorts. So they've probably done the smart play there and blocked blocked all communication. <laughs> so, um, but look, yeah, obviously it was disappointing uh, that second game against the Knights, and um. I just, I just don't know what to say. I was talking to you guys off air. If you, if you throw to me to talk about the performance of Joey Leilua, this may turn into a Joe Rogan podcast. So, um, <laughs> I, th- I think it's better left unsaid. I think let the tail of the tape at Leichhardt Oval, uh, you know, show fan uh, super coach owners uh, what Joey Leilua is all about. Uh, just a bit of breaking news here from a friend of the show, Sparky, who used to write the EPL previews. So injury update, uh, just messaged through to me, just broke my effing foot. Um, so in terms of the Titans' depth, uh, Sparky being very close to a run on there for the hapless Gold Coast Titans, that's huge news. So uh, sorry to digress from the Tigers and give a bit of a Titans update there, but yeah, sitting outside and a cockroach landed on me, went to kick it away, and I'm barefoot on the concrete. Well, that'll do it, won't oh, it? Oh, that's got to hurt. Tough break for the Gold Coast Titans there. They just can't take a trick. Uh, back to the Tigers. Benny G, did you have anyone in your sights or, say, in your team uh, over the first two rounds? Oh, uh, just uh, Lucy Lealua. He went all right, didn't he? He to me. Well, see, this is the argument. <laughs> on... On Supercoach, what is it, 70-something average, 72 average? He's probably one of the worst players in rugby league over the first two rounds. Okay, well, uh, we've just given the preview away of the bad and the ugly. Um, why don't we start getting you in a bit more a bit more of a positive uh, mind right. frame, Timmy? Yes, please, please. Uh, as we launch into the good, the bad, and the ugly. That thing will go on for about 10 years. <laughs> you cut ten that years way, if I left. You're sure. you got to go on for gotta work on 20 seconds. <laughs> got to work on that one, Winnin. Uh Good, Timmy. David Norfoluma, King David, your favourite. He started the year with, off to an absolute tear, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. One thing that he isn't really known for is scoring tries. Uh if it's and it's really funny to say that about a winger who has had super coach relevance previously. Uh three tries in, in two games and I I really like it, but I'm just not convinced long term for the rest of the season. Benny G, he's one of your favorites. Um huge tackle busts, line breaks, offloads. He's started the year off the way he did uh all of last season. Only thing is the price tag, but surely this is super pod territory we're getting into. Uh, is he worth the price tag? Um, look, 
going off his history, he it's a it's a decent gamble to make as a pod play. Um, his first game was exactly what you wanted to see. I mean, scored up what he was the only person in the first week that scored over a hundred points. He did need two tries to get there. Last uh, the second game, he only scored fifty nine, and that included a try. His base was down under thirty, which is not what you want to see. You want him just taking a thousand runs <laughs> a game, which you thought would be possible now that Esan's not there next to him this year. Um, but then it's Joey, isn't it? So how much ball is he going to get? I think Nofo needs to go looking for the ball, especially early in the in the run count, to do to lift his base stats. So at his price, I'm I'm just not going to go there. But I mean, a lot of people aren't going to go there. So if you've got the money and you want to play the pod play, it's it's a decent shout. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just that price tag and the fact that center wing is like it's never the place you want to dump a lot of cash in. Um, but in terms of being a class above over the opening rounds, he's definitely one. Um, next and on he's the list here, that... as well. sorry, Jazzy, his break even is quite <laughs> low, so he actually will yeah. go up even higher. If you've uh, lucked out in getting him in your draft side, you're absolutely laughing. But, uh, yeah, be a big call for super coaches when they come back. You'll need to find some cash there for sure. Uh, next on my list for the goods is probably one of the more underrated uh, players in your side, Timmy, and that's Alex Twile. So he's doing what he did last season. Um, he got through a hell of a lot of work in the early rounds, um, played. He's played so far an average of 60 minutes, so it's quite big for a front rower. Um, 75 points he's averaged across both those games, mostly in base stats, so a lot of tackles, a lot of hit-ups. Only 3% owned. Can you see uh, a lot of value in terms of Twile, and how's his long-term value looking? He did fade away a bit last year, which is the risk. Yes, and that, and that's my only question mark on him. Uh, I was really uh, pleasantly surprised with his motor. Uh, I didn't expect him to be a 60-minute type player. Um, we might talk about a player later on that didn't get as many minutes as I thought. Um, and Twile has kind of stolen some of those minutes with good play and just effectiveness as well. Um, again, not so much from a super coach perspective, but from a football perspective, he's doing everything right and, and he's getting rewarded with the minutes. So, um, that can only help, uh, in super coach if he's on the field for long, for long periods of time. But yes, later on in the season, um, his minutes could fade, but for right now, um, you know, I'm looking to try and get him in my squad. Well, yeah, 492k, um, only available at front rower, so it does limit you a little bit there. But uh, Benny G, anyone you're looking to flick on for a guy like Alex Twal? I mean, Jacob Saifidi's done wonders for you, but uh, if you can move anyone else. Uh <laughs> Now I've got Haas and Carrigan at my front row at the moment, and I don't think I'll be trading them out anytime soon. Um, Twile, he's an interesting one. I remember at the start of last season, or maybe like towards just before origin time, everyone was kind of looking at him because he was getting that mid-50s to low-60s, sometimes going to the 60 minutes, and he, his base has just always been so high. Uh, was, was there anything different about the second game this season? Like he played 66 minutes but only 53 in the first. Was there any injuries or was it just the fact that they needed him on the field? Timmy, do you remember? I th- Look, 
I've tried to erase that that game from you, <laughs> to be fair. Um, but, I did stitch you up a bit there, sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah, thanks, mate. Um, no, I, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, I think it was more giving players the hook after poor yeah. effort more than anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I don't. I wouldn't read it into it too much. And it could have just been as simple as a as someone picked up a niggle or um, you know just couldn't get him off at the right time, things like that. Yeah, and I, <laughs> with the giggles three over minutes. there, mate. Uh, it's three minutes for some reason. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, at the end of the last season, it looks like he was um, brought back to the bench, and that's why his minutes kind of went down, and therefore his points went down. But if he's still gonna, if he's gonna get around that sixty-minute mark, um, he's a, yeah, I would, I would be looking to bring him in. I'm just not one hundred percent sure. I think it'll be close to that 55, maybe just slightly under. But, yeah, I'm pretty set in my front rows, to be honest. And I think that's the problem as well. So I'm looking at mine. I've got Haas, Horsburgh, Flegler, and uh, Toby Rudolph for the Sharks. So no one there that I'd need to move on unless I could, you know, move Flegler down and or something like that. So, unfortunately, it's a bit of a logjam up there at the moment, but Alex Twile definitely one to be watching. Um Timmy, you will definitely not agree with this, and maybe I'll start with Benny G on this fella here, but uh, Luciano Leilua, another in the good list that we've got here. 72 average, uh, started the season on fire. I can't fault him. Can you, Benny G? Uh, get him over here. I want to buff him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, uh, oh, it's, it's When he scored that try against the Knights, I was just like, thank God, because up until that point he was – not having the best game, and I don't think he will. Like base wise, he's he's going to miss quite a few tackles. Sorry, Timmy, and um, he doesn't make that many runs. He's kind of in that same sort of um, areas like the Cohen Hess or a less explosive David Feeder. Their base isn't that great, but they just run good lines. And if they've if their halves are, are linking up pretty well, then they can crash over for a for a try, and that's what you kind of need from him. But at the price. He's super coach wise. He's done everything that we've wanted him to do so far. So very happy. It just um, he needs to work on his def- defense because as as good as he is attacking, if he's not defending well, he might not have that starting place. Yeah, yeah and you're a hundred percent. I'll throw that. <laughs> I was going to make sure you were okay before I uh, threw this through the uh, microphone over to you. Timmy, within reason, knowing this is a super coach podcast. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it to super coach because I think I think your assessment there, Benny G, of a of a sort of a poor man's David Fafita who can't tackle is pretty much spot on. But Thanks, but man. in all like in all like in all seriousness, um, I don't. If if the NRL didn't close down, I think. Le- Luciano gets benched for that round three game. So it might be a blessing uh, for his, you know, prospects um, that the season didn't go ahead because I think there would have been some sort of punishment. And I mean, there had to have been. So whether or not he gets given that second chance remains to be seen. He probably will um, because he is that boom or bust dynamic player uh, that can do some damage uh, in attack. But um, that's the risk you take um, having a player like that in your side. Because you've got the cheeky ham, Michael Cheekham, uh, floating around, Matt Eisenhuth as well, 
um, in and around that bench there. So they're pretty reliable sort of players. How long does a coach like uh, Madge McGuire sit back and watch the absolute debacle that was that round two game and some of the efforts that he was putting on? Um, you've definitely got, it's not like you've got rookies uh, just sitting there waiting for their time. You've got genuinely good first graders that he's uh, effectively bumped out of the side. Yeah, solid first graders that, you know, may not start on other teams, but do have a shot, you know, to get genuine minutes, uh, you know, at the Tigers. So, yeah, it, it's not as if his spot is safe. That's all, you know, I'm trying to point out. I guess that moves us on to another one whose spot uh, is up in the air, but in terms of super coach has delivered uh, relatively well, and he's in the good category here, Billy Walters. So neither of you, I believe, are owners, but in terms oh, of anyone... I've got him. Oh, well, geez, there you go. I'm the odd <laughs> one out here. Just haven't been starting. Uh, yeah, well, that'll... same. 49 average to start the year, got through plenty of work there. Uh, he's passed the eye test relatively well. He was a bit quiet in that first game there, but in terms of um, doing what exactly what the coach needs of him, enough to hold down that spot, uh, he definitely did. Was there anything attacking-wise that sparked your interest further, Benny G? Uh, was was it in the? I can't remember. In one of the games, he got given the try assist, but that it got taken or away. I, I can't remember which one it was exactly but he kind of just seemed like he's he's there to defend that's kind of his role at the moment um he obviously in the nines he looked okay with a few darting runs at the line and if he can keep that up then he might grab a try off or two but i i mean i don't know about his job security anymore with harry grant there so i'm really worried about billy walters to be honest Mm. yeah at the end of the day yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry you oh, go, Justin, you go, mate. You go. I was just going to say 201K, um, at the end of the day, he's played two games, so whenever he does get back on the field, if he's, for whatever reason, not in the round three side, um, he's a, you know, a few games away from making some very handy price rises. So uh, not the worst spot to be in in terms of uh, whether he does make it back or not. Sorry, Timmy. Yeah, I was just, uh, you know, just to further on your point, I think he's uh, one of those quintessential cash grabs that you, you want to time up the trade uh, to trade him out perfectly to to maximize that cash gain. So, um, you know, waiting a couple of rounds or waiting five or ten, um, that might cost you some cash towards the end back end mm. of the season. Gee, it was forty two point six percent owned in this game. That is huge. So I've gone. Uh, Blake Braley is my backup hooker to Appy and uh, Nathan Cleary and Moses dual half. So I had nowhere to squeeze him in, but forty three percent of you have. So uh, you'll be fingers crossed that he does make that team list. That brings us to. Have we got any more goods on the list? Did I miss anything, guys? No, nah, mate. I think Tim, I'm. Timmy doesn't want to talk about Benji. Oh, I mean, we don't have time to talk uh, about well, the long story. Uh, as we all know, his career would have crumbled if the referee had have correctly called a trip on Jonathan Thurston in the lead up to that uh, flick pass nonsense in the 2005 Grand Final. But uh, speaking of bad things, uh, <laughs> Adam Dewey, fullback, uh, newly. Uh, minted fullback at the Tigers there. Um, had a fair bit of interest in the offseason being moved to the fullback position, pushing Corey Thompson out. In terms of what he did to start the season, wasn't uh, groundbreaking. There wasn't a hell of a lot uh, going on there. 
Uh, Timmy, you probably watched this, these games more closely than we did. Was there anything that you saw that would spark your interest from Supercoach for Adam Dewey? Supercoach, probably not because there's too many question marks um, over the makeup of the back line at the Tigers. Uh, uh, Moses Embai, where where does he fit in? Uh, Corey Thompson, can you play him on the wing? Um, Rob Jennings, you know, he's looking on the outer um, despite, you know, being, a, you know, had a reputation as being, you know, a heavy try scorer. Now he's looking, you know, um, from the outside. So, Madge tried to move him in the centers and then put him at fullback to try and give him more ball, but just hasn't happened yet. So, yeah, I'm very cautious with um, Dewey moving forward, uh, just purely from a gelling perspective of the Tigers' back line. Yeah, so he's 12% owned, so he did have a little bit of love there to start the season, but um, yeah, in terms of the price range as well, he's an awkward one, so... Uh, I reckon he'd be one of the first on the chopping block based on those first couple of games there. You just start again, wouldn't you, Benny G? 100%. He's shit. Get rid of him. <laughs> he didn't even kick. Benji came on with kicking. That was that was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> That's hey, exactly right. Well. Oh, oh, in the second, in the second. Yeah. I think it was the first one. I just couldn't start laughing. And even that, he, he scored a try in the first game, didn't he? And he, oh, no, he didn't. There was just all base points. So he scores about twenty in base. Like he's he's horrible. I don't know why people started with him. To be honest, I mean, if you did, I'm really sorry for you. Not really, shouldn't have picked him. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I was pretty. I, I remember in the the start of the season, before the start of the season, I was yeah very not keen on him. He's um and he's he's done exactly what I thought he would do. He'll probably come out now and score three tries, but oh well. Mm. It just sounds like you've done a Sporting Woods classic finching. <laughs> Let's hope not. Uh, no context to that one, Timmy. Just leave it in the yeah, air. Leave what it in. Is. Leave it in. Hmm. Got to listen to Sporting Woods. Finching. There you go. Uh, next on the bad list here uh, for another for a different reason, I guess. So, in terms of what he's done NRL output, it's no different to what he's done in his career before. Uh, Zane Musgrove, front row, front row forward, cheapy. Here, about 201k. Uh, very quiet start to the year. So he's sitting at about a 26 average. So he's making very little cash, if any. Uh, either of you guys own him, Benny G? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think he was a possibility of sneaking into my front row, second row, but no, I don't have him. And I, yeah, I, I was playing with him in my team for quite a bit, but I think I just ended up pushing him out and probably thank God that I did. I've kind of Got a bit lucky there. Mm. I think it was my Jacob Saifidi call that uh, swayed you for round two. <laughs> that was it. That was it. Timmy, anything that you saw from uh, big Zany Musgrove? Well, I, I kind of mentioned it with Alex Twal. I, I, I'm an owner of Zane Musgrove in my squad, and I was I was really looking forward to him playing a key role off the bench, a 40-plus-minute game. But the emergence of Twal is, as a big-minute player – Again, early doors really took the minutes away from Twal. So I think mm. that's where it's played. And sort of off the field, there were some allegations uh, and charges laid and they have been, um, he has been cleared and, and let free of those charges. So whether or not that has an impact, I mean, who knows? But 
yeah, I was disappointed that he wasn't getting the minutes, but didn't really show much on the field to deserve any extra minutes than he got. Yeah, I think you mentioned Benny G. You were trying to squeeze him into your second row. Well, that won't work when he's front row only champion. But oh, I, uh, I guess front maybe row and then I wasn't quite sure if he was a jewel or not. But maybe go back uh, and check that one before you try and blast me, mate. I've got to take the very minor wins when I'm not the one stuffing up. So. Toby Rudolph from uh, the Sharks podcast earlier in the year. Uh, moving on, I guess is there. <laughs> Five eight. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think it goes without saying who fits this one. And I feel like I should just throw it over to you, Timmy, to launch. Um, but in terms of our uglies for the West Tigers for the year, uh, one name and one name only. Elijah and Taylor. Stitch <laughs> <laughs> up. E.T., poor guy. Uh, no, that would be Joseph B.J. Leilua. Um, so you've got the floor here, mate. Why is he in the ugly category? Oh, look, the the performance against Newcastle, quite, and I know I don't want to sound like just a, a poor Tigers fan bashing his own team, but that had to be one of the worst individual displays on a football field I've ever seen. Um, in terms of super coach, look, he he's the ultimate boom or bust player, uh, but how can how anyone could trade him in after what they saw uh, in his last match? And you know you're only as good as your last game uh, is is beyond me. Um, and that's all I'll say cause, to keep it super coach relevant. <laughs> so ten percent owned. So he had quite a lot of fans in the off season. There he came over and played. Uh, the one trial game for you guys against the Warriors, I believe, in New Zealand. Um, Boa reports absolutely killed it on the field there. And everyone all of a sudden had this big idea that Joey Leilu was going to come and cement his position. He had his head stuck on right and um, his price of 465k, which is already pretty hefty, was going to soar. Um, in terms of what we saw in the first two rounds, that's definitely not what's eventuated. But Benny G, we know uh, you and I have been on the Joey Leilua train in years past. Is there anything, any thing you can uh, see in his game that yeah, maybe that will really sting him? Those or that game against the Knights? Uh, is he any chance of coming out and salvaging his price for those ten percent of owners? Look, he, he could, and he has the ability to, which is which is the great thing about Joey, but. I mean, I didn't start him. I was, I was, I was looking at him to to start the season, but he was just a little bit too expensive for my liking to start at centre wing. Um, but he's just, yeah, I don't know. He's 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 been dreadful. It's just even that in that second game, it looked like he every time he tried to do something or get a bit of aggression into the game, he literally just dropped the ball. Or you just, hmm. I don't know. He just, and then he just gave, he gave up. They were just leaking too many points. He could not tackle. He just he just purely gave up, and he he needs to show a lot more before I'm considering him bringing him in. But he's got the game that can allow he he could easily score 83, which is his break even this round, and I wouldn't put it past him to do it. Um, hopefully for Timmy's sake, but yeah, at the at the moment he's he's definitely worthy of that ugly car, um, category, um, and we need to see a lot more. Anyone right of mind will not be trading him in. <laughs> Ooh, I'm tempted. I'm very tempted. Could be a pot option there. Yeah, 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 <laughs> uh, but, I mean, we look, think back to Leipana and the combination that he had going there with Jordan Ruffiner. 
Um, any chance that that could take effect with David Norfoluma, who's obviously a gun in his own right in this game. Plenty of points that uh, he can nab. Surely, as the season goes on, a guy like Leilua can combine enough with Nofo to put on some regular points. Anything that you could see, Timmy? The, tri- the trial match that you mentioned before, um, they looked like world beaters on that right edge. Um, but again, against it was against the Warriors B team. So you, ha- you had to take that with a grain of salt. And being a pessimistic Tigers supporter, I knew that let's just wait and see what happens in the real game. Um, in regards to Leipana, I think just the forwards of Canberra have been a lot better than the Tigers probably are now. So I think that leads, you know, to to better and more expansive back play. So he is the ultimate boom or bust player. You know, I've just I've said that before, but I just mm. you can't you can't bring him in on a on a whim, particularly after that performance. He'd need to show me a hell of a lot more before I even considered bringing him into my team. Yeah, well, in terms of workhorses in your back line, I don't think many come uh, better than Nofo. In terms of being able to want want to do the grunt work and get the job done, he's regularly making 15, 20 runs a game um, out of trouble doing those hard, hard yards. A guy like BJ is probably going to sit back and just watch him do it and go, oh, better you than me, champ. So like, will Nofo's activity on the field even spur Leilua into shedding some of his laziness? Like. I don't know. I personally can't really see it given his standing in this game. But, um, you know, who knows? Maybe he's uh, taken a lot to heart and uh, he's had a long time to think about some of those missed tackles. So, who knows? It could be a BJ ton coming up. Look, I I reckon it's possible. I I think when Timmy was mentioning that Canberra um, has had the better forwards, I I think when Leipana were at their best, they actually didn't have the best forwards and that's when they did most of their work. And uh, play BJ pretty much just every time that because Rapana and BJ were just doing so much work um, from from their own half, and BJ was probably running a little bit more back then. But he was just a support player. He was making his own breaks. They were just kind of doing all the attacking themselves. And he has the ability to do that with Nofo. I think it could happen. But it's like what you said before. We're just going to have to wait and see as the as the year goes on. He's only played a few games. He's had now they've had this whole COVID nineteen off season, um, so he can't gel with Nofo anymore. So if we do see that, I think it'll be like post, well, what was post Origin towards closer to the finals. I think right now in the next five to ten or five to eight games, we won't see anything good from BJ. Mm-hmm. I think we know that at some point in the season he'll go on a tear. Um, it's about timing it right and making sure you get on as a super coach if you can. But uh, if that brings us to the end of the uglies, unless there was anyone else you guys had in mind, no one's uh, ugly enough. No, no. <laughs> yeah, no that's pretty I just, probably, probably Luke Garner has been pretty, pretty horrible. Had a decent season last year, and now he's averaging 28 from a 530K um, starts. He's been pretty bad. I really want to see more of um, McKaylee. Have you got anything more to tell about him, Timmy, or is he injured oh, now or something like that? I mean, lots of promise in both McKaylee and Alloye. Um, yeah. yeah, it's ex- I'm excited about their prospects. Um, but 
Uh, the in terms of the forwards, I was most surprised with with Twile playing the sixty minutes and taking minutes away from you know your Musgroves and McKaylee. I really thought McKaylee would have got a starting job um, this season. Just he bulked up and and so showed some signs um, late last season. So yeah, I, there's promising signs for the young props, but whether or not they get enough time on the field to produce enough stats again, remains to be seen. There's still lots of moving parts of the Tigers. Um, they haven't got a 17 set yet, so it's really hard to to talk about base stats in the forwards because you just don't know how much time they're really going to get. A couple of names that you'd mentioned, or one name that you mentioned off-air, um, Jake Simpkin. So he's a hooker in the game, 172K, uh, as well as Tommy Talau. So he was a pretty talked-about cheapie in the off-season uh, enough to get him 5% owned. Uh, those two guys, by the time we come back, are they any closer to a starting spot or a spot in the side? Well, I think Simpkins is still not of age. Um, he was a hooker out, um, that the Broncos had an eye on and, and thankfully through some miracle the Tigers were able to pick him up. Um, so I'm really excited about his prospects. Um, but as for this year, probably not. Tommy Talau, he must have been one of the sexiest super coach picks um, prior to Teamless Tuesday, the first one of the year, um, but just didn't get the start. And again, that feeds into the Tigers not knowing who their best 17 is, especially in in the centres and wings and fullback positions. So hmm. I think he's got talent and played one game against Manly and looked really good. So there's promise there, but... Whether we see him in round three or round 20, who knows? Yeah, as we love to say on this podcast, he is definitely one to watch. Uh, that brings us to the end of the good, bad, and the ugly for the Tigers. Um, the uglies were surprisingly short there uh, for the Wests, so well done, uh, Timmy. Uh, anything you guys want to share before we go off air? So I think we missed it at the start of the podcast, but what we've been doing in this extended downtime of, well, lack of sporting content at all is creating our own. So, Timmy, I'll let you lead off with what Sporting Woods podcast have been doing uh, to get a little bit of cricket back on the small screen. Yeah, thanks, Justin. Appreciate the uh, the plug. Um, Sporting Woods is, is venturing into uh, a revolutionary idea of uh, commentating simulated cricket. So we are on Twitch, um, and I will plug um, our handle on Twitch is sporting underscore woods underscore podcast, and we have developed our own COVID Cricket 19 league where we use Cricket 19 and have made custom teams, um, of which both you, Justin, and you, Benny G, have a team in the competition. Uh, we play around Robin. Uh, seven rounds once against each team and we will have a semis, semi-final and final and um, it's been a hit so far. We've we've had some highly controversial games, even for simulations. We've had a press release from the commissioner of the, the league uh, in response to uh, all the controversies that have happened and we've only played four games so far. So mm. um, highly entertaining and and. If you are interested in just, you know, having a bit of fun and, and watching competitive sport, regardless of whether it's real or simulated, um, head over to Twitch. We generally play at um, 6.45 each evening 
uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time. So uh, any support would be appreciated and we're having a lot of fun with it at the moment. It's it's amazing what it's done for my morale. Um, just being able to, to watch sport and, and watch an unknown thing and just let it happen and and the beauty of of cricket and footy and all of that sort of stuff. So, um, you know, give it a watch on Twitch and um, follow us on Twitter as well. I'll just plug myself again. No no uh, segue required there. Um, sporting underscore Woods. Great stuff, mate. Uh, Benny G, I'll uh, let you have this one here. I was just, uh, in terms of what I've been doing while we've been in a bit of uh, downtime here, is that I had a little bit of an NRL trivia game with uh, Shocky, Will Shock, and a few of my other mates there the other night on Zoom. I'll uh, throw this over to you. See if you can get the uh, winning trivia question that got me the win uh, here. So it's a who am I? So in December 2005, I was fired as Panthers captain after incidents at a charity golf event where I argued with several guests, groped the then daughter of former rugby league player Wayne Pierce, chased Mitchell Pierce with a bottle before vomiting on him, streaked nude around the resort, stole and crashed a golf cart, held a butter knife to the throat of a Sydney radio personality before throwing it at resort guests, and I engaged in a brawl with resort security before being ejected from the official function and detained by police. Uh, who am I? This for the win, Benny Whoa. G. I actually think Timmy would know this one. You know what? I was just about to say, is it Italy's own Craig Gower? <laughs> it is the Italian stallion Craig oh Gower. Oh, I forgot about this. That's that one of the greatest legendary. things. Yeah. So, so one of my mates, Goody, had that question himself. So he's, I could not believe reading that. Like I remember when it what happened. Night. <laughs> That's bigger than Greg Bird being arrested on his wedding day. So shocking in response to that, I think, said, now, God, I've heard of grog horrors before the next day, but that surely takes the cake. Wow. Um, well, there you go. That's what I've been doing in the downtime, just uh, that sort of stuff. Benny G, anything on your end? Uh, no, I think that whole sporting with uh, COVID cricket 19 has, um, has really helped. That's pretty much just getting me through and then just thinking about when Supercoach will finally come back. Mm, not far away, boys. May 28th. Uh, go to bed dreaming about that date. We'll get there. Uh, thank you very much, boys. Benny G, Timmy, it's been great to have you back. Well, Tim, Benny G back, Timmy, for the first time. I'm sure we'll hear much more from you as the season goes on. Uh, especially if my COVID cricket 19 side uh, continues its undefeated run through the competition. So thank you very much, boys. It's been, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, JT. No worries. And I gave the floor to uh, Benny G to do a yeehaw last podcast, Timmy. So if you want to do a little tiger growl, you are more than welcome. Let me just, uh, let me just (laughs) mentally prepare myself. (laughs) (laughs) No, the pant. More realistic. That's more of a panther, wasn't it? Yeah, I was going to say, Penrith. Why not say Craig Gower over there? Yeah, that's crazy. It's the Italian stallion over here. (laughs) Good night, boys. See you, mate.